Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition, another version, another episode of Bill Roten on Sports here in Harlem, USA, with uh, my co-host Jamal Murphy. Jamal Murphy, what's happening today? As always, great to be here, and uh, we're back. We're in, almost in week two of the NFL. That's right. Can you believe it? It's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, for me at least. Oh, you mean Christmas? That? Oh yeah, because no, really, because I was saying as we were talking about the show and what to do, you know, we were talking about the issues and all that. I said, well, man, let's talk football, man, because it's been just—it right. seems like it's been forever, you know. So finally, the uh, you know the season's here, you know. Um, so yeah, so so uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. We got the NFL season here, uh, a lot of protests. Um, many of them from uh, Jets fans. <laughs> Not even had nothing to do with the flag, the right, team. Right. I think uh, I think that's Obama's fault too. What that, that first loss? I think they're blaming Obama for that. Why? Just just to do it. Oh, just, why, why not? <laughs> why not? That's right. Right. That's right. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, man. So um, so we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about the NFL season. Obviously, the pro the protests uh, continue. Uh, you know, the protests continue thanks to Colin Kaepernick. And uh, then we're going to talk about a very important opening down in D.C. next week. So um, we're going into week two of the NFL season. In fact, we are, I think, you and the crew, the uh, podcast crew, uh, Raisa Kelly, Kevin Keating, our sound guy, you were out at uh, uh, MetLife Stadium for uh, opening the opening day fiasco uh, with the Jets. And then last night, uh, you know, Jets kind of evened it up. Right. Uh, we'll be at uh, MetLife Stadium. Uh, we're going to be there for. Um, I don't know how this is going to play out because we went by people. Well, no, no, this this is coming up. Right. right. Sunday, yeah. Giants, Saints. Yeah, Giants, Giants Saints. One and zero. Yeah, and it could be. Yeah. Probably will be two and zero after this. Probably Saints. Saints that won the first game. Uh, Drew Brees, who knows how old he is, but he's still playing, still throwing touchdowns. Right, um, right. They put up a lot of points, but the Giants had a good win at Dallas without Romo. Then you know they got Dak Prescott, That's brother, right. uh, you know rookie I like quarterback. Him. Looking, you know he looks man? good, he's man. Guys got, I liked him in college. Yeah, he he. Now they're gonna say Russell Wilson because they're the same size and all that, but he kind of reminds me. Of uh, that's I hate that's such a cliche. Right. I'm just I'm trying, trying to think of who I'm not. What am I gonna say? Johnny Manziel? Oh, he reminds me of Johnny Manziel. <laughs> but no, I mean, but he he still he seems to have the winning instincts. Right. To just kind of know right. how to make stuff happen. Right. Like Tom Brady, but right. I can't compare him to Tom Brady. Cause a they lost. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And 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 typically, I was curious. Okay, Brady's is gonna miss what two games? Three more. Three 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 more games. Three more games. Three more games. And it'll probably be four and zero, right? You I know? mean, Garoppolo. You know, he looked he looked really good. Looked good against Arizona. Made it. You know, made big plays. Maybe maybe he'll take Brady's job. Yeah. Maybe a Bledsoe right. deal. Right. Right. Oh no, not, <laughs> not no. I'll tell you where is a Bledsoe deal is in Dallas. Right. In Dallas. Oh, that's a Bledsoe. That deal. that's that's going to be a Bledsoe deal because right. I think, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm listening. You know, Dallas. Dallas fans and you know Kyle Dudley, who's a friend of the show, comes on the show. His, his twin brother Kevin. Right, Kevin, you listen to me. Just don't tell me he's a cowboy fan. Oh, oh, just unbelievable. Oh my, what do they call so many of those? What do they call and, and and they but they act like these guys. They act like the Cowboys are just coming off like a championship. Right, every year is like the Cowboy. I mean, and the network puts them on all the time. You know, and well, he's yeah, they get those eight and eight championship years. Yeah. You know, consistently. Right. 
Yeah. Um, but any, any surprises? Uh, any surprises? You the first? Not, not so much a surprise, but one of the big things I that I took from week one was Jameis Winston's uh, performance. Uh, you know, a great game, threw a bunch of touchdowns, uh, over 300 yards, poised, looked like a, a real legit quarterback. He had a good rookie year, so it's not a big surprise, but this, you know, that's a great way to start your second season. So I expect big things from, from Jameis Winston. From, from all reports, he's been a, a great leader. He's in shape this year, um, lost a lot of weight. So it's looking good for Jameis. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, not, not a big surprise, but Tampa Bay got a win. Uh, go, you know, going back to the Jets, yes, they won last night. They lost week one, obviously, to Cincinnati. Man, the Bills got to do something about those uniforms, man. It's all red uniforms. Yeah, and, and I, I think, is it about a wrap for, for Rex? Uh, oh, oh no. Oh, clearly. Is it, o- is it over for him? It's pretty much over. I mean, if I think unless he goes – a makes the playoffs Doesn't and wins a couple and wins a couple games. No, it's, it's done. It's <laughs> so, done. He'll be so. Back. In other words, it's a wrap. Yeah, he, yeah. He'll be back to being assistant. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, I see defensive coordinator in his future. That's right. That's um, right. He'll be a great one. He'll be a great. Yeah, no, defensive he'll be a great defensive coordinator. But the head coach thing, um, you know. Hey, listen, all you could ask for is an opportunity. Right. And he got an opportunity. A couple. Yeah, he's got big opportunities. Right. With the Jets, and then you know. And I think the the Jets do have a very good team. I mean, they I, I think they've got a very good offense, um, provided uh, what's the name doesn't get hurt. Um, well, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick and then, uh, Brandon Marshall had a scare last night. You know, he went down with a knee injury. Mm. Uh, comes, you know, I thought you know it looked bad. He comes in the next the next series, so that was like a Paul Pierce moment uh, for him. But the, the Jets look great, especially offensively. The funny thing is, this is the defense that's been faltering, and, and really the secondary, and really uh, Darrell Revis. Oh boy! Um, they don't really have a, a, a shutdown corner anymore. He's pretty much seemed to admit it that he, you know, he's getting old, and that's what happens. I mean, mm. I mean, people are like, "Oh, in two thousand nine, he was a shutdown corner." Uh, it's it's seven years from that. You know, you don't realize. It. I mean, and and this all these sports that we cover, these are games of the body. I mean, right. I mean it's not like. And education or these things, when every year supposedly you get better, you get wiser, more, you know, as you get older, you get wiser, they say. Um, but in sports, it's the exact opposite. Every year, it's just one less tick. Right. One less tick. In Especially a cornerback. I mean, it's based on speed. And right. I mean, he's getting, they're, they're going after him. He got burned for about an 80 yard touchdown in the, fir- the first or second drive of the game against Buffalo. It was pretty sad. Right, you know, I'm seeing a bunch of memes with uh, Revis with the with the Jordan <laughs> crying face. That's never a good sign. <laughs> the Jordan crying, face. <laughs> yeah. Ma- maybe, maybe he'll. Ma- maybe it's time for him to move inside. Maybe he's going right. to be a because that's what happens. You know, old cornerbacks never die; they just go to safety. Yeah. So yeah. maybe put and him we know him. he's a smart player. So that's that, you yeah, know. that'd be good. Put him in free safety or something like that. Or maybe he just may decide to retire. But yeah, he got he, he made enough money. Yeah, yeah. Smartly, he was very smart. Oh, he's a very money. wise guy. No, no question about right. it. Um, but you know, you can't talk about this stuff uh you know we keep talking about football but you, you, you can't do two things right now that you're talking about when you talk about the nfl and football you're talking about protests but you're talking about hard hits right hits and um you know we saw cam newton take it i mean just a ferocious a yeah. ferocious beating right. that was unpunished i mean no right. i mean when they played i think they opened up against um denver denver I mean, Cam was just getting punished, man. Right. And no, there were no calls. Now I see they're 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 being fines. But I wonder what's up with that. I mean, uh, what? Well, I wonder. I know what's up with that. <laughs> right. But um, they don't. They're not protecting the league. Is 
clearly not protecting him. I don't know if it's because he's bigger, because he's bigger and black, right? Because he, because uh, he had a, he, he didn't really take a hard line against, you know, with the American flag. He didn't really come out in strong support of Kaepernick. Right. I don't know. That might be why they hit him. Yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe these, because all the defensive linemen, for the most part, brothers and linemen, you know. Right. So maybe well, I don't see them kneeling either. So. I don't know yeah. what they they can be complaining. Is there, only, there's only a handful of, of full of people who uh, are protesting. Doing it. But yeah, but but the Cam Newton thing, you know, I'm watching the game and I and I'm seeing him getting drilled and head to head collisions, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, aren't, aren't didn't they change the rules or right. didn't I hear something about that? You know, they were protecting players and quarterbacks, especially now. It didn't look like it. Even you know, even goes back to um, it goes back to uh, Michael Vick, right. You know, and it's there still seems to be this um, double standard right. with quote unquote mobile right. running, right. you know, slash black right. quarterbacks that we're going to treat you like running, running backs, right? You right. know, and I mean, and I just find it fascinating in 2016. There's still this like resistance to what what's inevitable. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just inevitable. Maybe that's it's maybe it kind of gets into what why Trump is being so successful because what the inevitability of the changing demographics and people just this kind of last gasp of you know protecting the status quo. Right. But people give it up. It's over. It's over. It's over. Well, it's not over. It's not over for Cam obviously because he's still getting those hits. To me, it was a miracle he stayed in the in the game and. You know, that to me, I gave my respect for Cam Newton went, you know, to the roof based on him just finishing that game. I couldn't believe it. And then on the other side, people are, are looking at the at the team in the league like, wait a second, there's no way he didn't get a concussion on one of those hits. Where's the protocol? Right. Well, look at what happened last night uh, in, the, in the Buffalo game. They took out uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because I, I, I guess it was a pr- the, the protocol. Right. Now, I, I guess thing if they just see you laying down on you know, the ground too long, motionless. Oh, it's emotionless. <laughs> that's that's always a problem. Let me ask you something. I mean, you're a big, you know, maybe it's because you went to A and T and you you don't care. Your moral moral compass. But right. I mean, but seriously, you know, we were talking about how excited we are to, to, for the new football season. Which it is. Right. I mean, I like the game. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, but morally, how do you reconcile? You know, uh, you know. Loving the game, and we joke. We joke about we right. scraping people off the right. <laughs> scraping right. people off the, yeah, right. the turf. I mean, you know, and, you know, and you you got to you know, you're sign on. It's, it's maybe in the next six years you may want to play football. But how do you reconcile liking this stuff? I mean, you know, it's my, it was my first love. I remember uh, watching football, and and I would play football by myself with a teddy bear as a football and throw myself around around the. the you know the the house and pretend to get tackled. It's just I think there's something about football that just attracts, especially you know boys from a young age. I mean the helmets I heard and you, all that kind you of stutter stuff. when you said that because you don't want to be so politically <laughs> politically correct. You don't think there are girls who are like being <laughs> throwing themselves no. around the house? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there are. You know. Maybe the, I would I would promote that. Please, girls, play football. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, but it's just people love the game and. And and I the moral part of it is is you know you do kind of know what you're getting into, and I agree with what Solomon Wilcott said when he was here a couple of weeks ago was the league actually had they they were forced to and I'm and I'm not saying the, I'm not saying the league is you know some you know high, of high moral character they were basically forced to do this the league is not, now right. now there's a I distinguish the game which I really enjoy right. versus the administration of the game right at the NFL level at the college level I mean. 
you know, you're talking about two organizations that are all about the money, all about the shield, you know, but the game itself, the game that they administer. Right. Is is an outst- I mean, it's, it's it's an outstanding game, right? And it ha- and it has cleaned up, and you know you can't you can't go head hunting like safeties can't go head hunting for wide receivers. They've cleaned it up a bit. Well, that's has, unfortunate. As a former to, defensive, right. I missed that. <laughs> I'm just I missed that part of it. <laughs> you know, but that when you think about it, it used to be brutal. I mean, oh, you see hits like you, you you see a hit now, like we did against Cam Newton, and we used, that's the kind of hit we used to see right. that five, was the norm. ten years ago it was the norm. And now we're like you know it, it's like shocking. It's like whoa, what's going on? So it, head so it has played an effect right. on all of us and fans too. Now now we want that flag. Like what's going on here? Protect right. this guy. Right. You know? Well, you want it. If it's if your guy, rude, yeah, you, don't, you, don't, you, you don't want your guy. You want him right. like, to like knock his brains in the middle of And people still, I mean, you know, you watch there and you watch these hits and they're still like, whoa. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. And, then, you know, the skill involved. I mean, it's, a, it's still a great game. Um, I still, you know, it, I mean, fo- like we talked about before, football is king. Mm-hmm. And everybody everybody loves football, including, the you know, some, you know, some, all people, you know, love football. Whether you know, no matter what what side you're on politically, we, as we can see through what's going on here. Well, yeah, I mean, no matter America's what you game. feel, I forgot who I was talking to. Donald Trump, uh, Obama, I think he may have gotten one percent of the vote among football fans in in in, in, in Alabama. <laughs> right. But yet, when Alabama, you know, plays, you know, I mean, those people will watch right. Alabama I mean, with all the black players and all the, the you know, the the, no the, the game trumps the game tr- trumps. Right. Yep. Sorry, I mean, half, yeah, half half of football fans are in a, a basket of deplorables. Yeah. I think I heard that somewhere. I basket stole that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that goes for about half of football fans too. So, and I'm a, like I said, I'm not, I love football too. So, but you know, I'm not I'm not disparaging all football fans. Just about half of them. <laughs> all right, um, but but it's interesting. So the other thing that we can't talk about now, uh, we talk about football. Are the protest, right? And there's some interesting things. I mean, it's now now almost becoming every week like a uh, like a scoreboard of who's standing up. Who's I had an interesting conversation with. Um, I'm thinking about buying a car, by the way, because uh, I, I, you know, yeah, anyway, it's about time. It is, well, what? What? I mean, my Mustang. Did, what? Didn't it just break down? It did. The Mustang just. <laughs> For the I'm second, trying, second time. Second time. Right. I, I, oh, that's right. Because we were supposed to do a podcast, right. and I, I had to text you. <laughs> You know, emergency. Oh, uh, yeah, is a big, big capital letters, man. What, what, what are you reading? Is this a, is this like is this like a millennial thing? No, you know, I'm just checking to make sure nothing, no breaking news okay, right now. I, I'm just it's distracting. I'm but sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no, but no, 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 Jamal, no, no, this is a millennial thing. I have to like, no, no, you're not a millennial. I'll take it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, you have to like watch for the news flash and shit. No, but um, no, I text just for the for the people. So I'm in my Ford Mustang. Convertible, which anybody anybody's got a convertible. I mean, you, you, I will always have a convertible, and I'm on my way. We're you know we're doing our podcast and the whole thing, and I just got the, the Mustang at the shop. You know, I have to get a new engine and the whole thing, and then at night at 72nd and West End, the smoke starts. Wow. I'm like, wow, and then the rain starts. You know, then the storm. You know, when you when you, when the car breaks down, and then like monsoons and tornadoes and your battery is dead on your phone right and the triple a number is wrong (laughs) (laughs) it's like everything and uh i just had this reading by this astrologer in california Uh oh and she was i I know you can't you know (laughs) ursula ursula um uh, she's very good Uh but she was just you know know, sometimes these planets 
Stop moving. So when shit starts going awry, just remember Saturn is moving into uh, Mars or something like that. Okay. So just take a deep breath because that's why it's just going haywire. But I did have time, I had enough battery power to tell you and the crew, right. emergency, emergency. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, I said, okay, all right, we're going straight to the new car dealership now. Seriously, yeah, yeah you can't, you can't play with. That. I, had to, I had to give you a call. I was worried. I was like, wait, you know, hopefully you didn't get, you know. You didn't break down in East Flatbush and oh. Luckily, you were in Manhattan. You made it back to Manhattan. No, and 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 and, and the West Side. You know, right. you know, you know, people kind of like I had to get out the car because you know, you know, Manhattan, and it was like Friday. What, what day was it? it was like Thursday, uh, Friday, Wednesday, Wednesday. But you know, people here in Manhattan, man, they, mm-hmm. they'll give you like a millisecond before the horn, the the, 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 the horn started honking, and I had right. to get tell the guy back of me. And this guy, the white guy, he was kind of laughing. You right, know right, right, right. But fortunately, it, I was able to turn the car back on. It was a radiator leak, mm-hmm. and it dawned on me. And I know that this this, this is not car talk. Uh-huh. We're, you, We're you, bringing you, that back. You, you watch with Flick and Flack. Uh-huh. My, my my father used to listen uh-huh. to that all the time. I love so, I yeah. love that show. That was right. a great Flick and Flack. But we're not we're not going down that road. But but just the the, the reason I mentioned that. I was at the car dealership, and this guy who was helping me was a really good guy, really good guy, but he was a captain in the Army. You know, he'd been a whole, I ran the whole thing, and so I asked him, what do you think about, you know, the uh, protest? Mm-hmm. And this is how we kind of stereotype people. You know, white guy, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought, I know what this guy's going to say, you know, about, and he did, but right. he did say that he, th- he didn't think they should kneel, but he said he had no problem with them standing up and putting, raising their fist in the air. Right, I kind of like that better. I was, you know, and I was surprised, and I, I, I thought, you know, you're right, it's a more forceful protest, and as you're saying, I'll stand out of respect, but we have issues. Right. You know, we have issues, and there's powers of the people, and I think that the kneeling, I don't know, I guess some guys are kneeling, some guys are standing, right. uh, not not just guys, I'm sorry, there have been, uh, last we mentioned the soccer player, right? Arian Foster, with the, who's now with the Dolphins, he he took a knee. Uh, Kaepernick, and then like you said, there are people take uh, raising their fists among them. Uh, Martellus Bennett from from New England, a uh, player from Kansas City, another player from New England. So, yeah, you know, it's sporadic, but people are people are letting their voice be heard. I was surprised New England, but again, that's the stereotype, right? Because Belichick, but Belichick, right. but maybe that's why Martellus Bennett only had like. Three or four targets. <laughs> right. you know? That's right. You can kneel if you, you know, want to. Yeah, okay. You know. No, no balls for you. That's right. And then Brady. Brady is a darn uh, Trump guy. Trump yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's not. He yeah. better. He yeah. better catch all the balls he can catch now. Exactly. It's a wrap for Martell. He might get cut. He may get cut. Like yeah. Brady. Parcells, Parcells would have cut him. The yeah. Next, you, no. The next you're right. Game. You're right. Vince Lombardi <laughs> would have cut him the next day. Right. A lot of, but you know. But again, you know, can you cut the whole team? No. You know, and, and particularly with most of your team was black. And I think a lot of these things, and we were talking about this before, is predicated upon everybody not doing it. Right. If I'm the coach, me punishing somebody is predicated to the fact that I think that the rest of y'all are scared. Right. And that you're not going to do it. But right. I think with a lot of these brothers, man, and, and, and I think it's white athletes too, when they're realizing, wait a minute, man, they can't cut all of us. Right. Now, they could take each individually a con- individual moments of our contract. And fuck us up, but they right. can't for the here and now. They can't cut everybody, right? And they can't do they can't you know mess with individuals' contracts as a whole. You right. know they're not gonna they can't do that to everybody, right? Right. And these coaches want to win. That's the bottom line. They want to win. They want to win, right? You know, and and they need Marcel. Political background. <laughs> right. We win. don't care if you kangaroos. If you like whatever it is, <laughs> right. you know. And so, um, but 
so the, this protest now, but you, we were talking before the show about uh, that this is moving all the way down, right? Right. Uh, in, 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 in college. Right, college Obviously. players, Auburn of all places. I know, know of all deep, deeper in Alabama. Yeah, you know. Uh, that, but then you had your boy. Uh, what did uh, you say? Dab- your boy Dabo, Dabo, Dabo Sweeney, making what a clown. Uh, ridiculous comments about um, Martin Luther King would be rolling in his grave because of the pro. Uh, well, isn't but, that what he did? Yeah, I mean, that, what kind of stupid <laughs> shit is that? No, he'd be rolling in the grave. Here, right. That's stupid shit from you. That's right. what he'd be. You know, yeah, yeah. he'd be rolling he grave. Rolling in his grave uh, he, right, right here. And what, man, that's what. That's why I got murdered, right? Because right. that's what I did was protest, <laughs> right. and 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 it, people say there's no right time. That's like it, I think we mentioned in the Boston Tea Party. Right. Okay, we're gonna call up the, um, you know, we're gonna call up the, uh, the, the the magistrate. So excuse me, we're going to go and burn down the ship and at about twelve thirty. Can we get a reservation for this now? And, oh, right. sure, just come in. There's the teas right over there. And, right. You know. I mean, the country. Like, that's the perfect uh, point or analogy. I mean. The country was founded on, you know, Revol- protest, the, revolution. the Revolutionary War. Right, right. So, I mean, I mean, these, co- I mean, these coaches need to go back to school and and, and study. I, you know, they don't, they, they have no they, sense of history. They they study the playbook, right? But they don't study the big playbook, right? The big playbook is why we are here, right? Is that we were founded in revolution. We were found. We this is a this country was founded in revolution. And you and you talk about like you know having kids and you know I have a, a young son. One of the things that does Kareem, Kareem. That one of the things that does make me. F- and I thought about it. Like, do what I want my son playing for a coach like that? And there are so many coaches like that. You know, I want you know I want my son. You know, if, if he's if he's being coached and he's be, and he's learning, you know, from some institution, he's going to be around this guy all you know all hours of the day. I really I need somebody who has some sort of uh, social conscience. I, I mean, that's just me. Right, and 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 you could be. I think of a guy like Bill Walsh or whatever, and and these are all teaching moments, no matter what level you're on. So it's like, okay, listen, well, okay, do you know why you know why you're protesting? Hey, let's 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 find out who Francis Scott Key right. was. Let's 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 be ahead of this. Let's find out. Uh, let's let, if we're going to do this, and we're and I think the thing is, Javon, you, you, you I think that's what we talk about a lot is that. This sports thing, man, it just it, it it is such a major pillar of American and the United States culture, global right. and just right. globally. And to not know, you know, a lot of times I'll, people will say, and oftentimes they're women, not all, but you know, well, I don't read sports, I don't know really about sports, but yet their sons are reading sports and their daughters. Right. You better. This is a multi-billion-dollar, highly visible industry. Whether you're whether you're performing in college or high school. I mean, there are not that many places, even high school, where they're going to be, you know, 500, 600, 700, 800, whatever, members of the student body right. at a particular event right. cheering. I mean, and, and these people, that Arthur Ashe used to always talk about that when he formed uh, the Arthur Ashe Association a long time ago. And that, the premise was that if you're on these teams, you should really, citizenship should be very important and that you are fluent. And, st- and that you can't speak well, right. and that you don't, blah, blah, you know, that you do articulate, and that and that you are, and not only just do you sound good, but you make sense, right? And yeah. more, most importantly, to the to the people, the, the young people you are teaching or coaching, you know, a lot of times they only care about that as far as can you talk to the boosters or can you talk to people who are going to give you money or right. can you talk to the fact, you know, the rest of the school and the fans. But the most important thing is that you can speak to the to the kids beyond just right. football. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, for example, we had Solomon Wilcox on. Right. I mean, you listen to this guy, man. Right. I mean, this guy is like brilliant. Right. You know, and that and that 
I mean, football, obviously, but just life. Right. And to me, that's, you know, you look at Kareem, guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. That should be the norm. Right. Rather, wow, man, these guys, you know, goodness, they could actually think that should actually be the norm. Right, right. And that's what it's supposed to be, right? But obviously uh, it's not a priority. Yeah. And speaking of that, we, we so we talked about protest. Remember, everybody was hyped up because, because Pete Carroll – was gonna that they were gonna do the big deal, you know? They were gonna like what they, they were all gonna kneel. They were all gonna show up. They were all. I'm like, so maybe they were just doing it for ratings, you know? I guess or Twitter Twitter followers, because when I first saw that on Twitter and it was early, it was middle of the week. I was like, uh oh, this kid. If if that were true, they leaked it way too early, way too soon, you know? Way because I knew that once it got out, that, there's no way that was that was so gonna happen. Somebody must have got the call, Goodell, somewhere said, you keep Pete, right? You got to be kidding me, yeah. you know? And, it, and so they they end up, you know, the, you know the rumor was talk about the rumor was that they were going to take some sort of stand. They all the whole team was going to kneel or something like that. Uh, a friend of mine told me that uh, she got you know tears in her eyes when when she heard that. I'm like, that's not going to happen. But, but <laughs> right. you know, they, so what they end up doing is locking arms. Is locking arms. And to me, that was like a Rodney, Rodney King. Can we all just get along? Moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they lock arms at the key. Remember, I've seen you know when when there's a critical field goal. You know, all the teams will line up. I mean, right, on the, right. and, and lock on. I mean, right. you know, I mean, right. so who? Yeah, give me a break. Who can? I, I wonder if Richard Sherman because Richard Sherman surprisingly has kind of been not really down with this stuff. I mean, I, I forget, and I, I shouldn't speak out of, I should not speak out of turn because I have not seen everything he said about this. But I don't think he's one of the hard lines. No, nor neither is Russell Wilson for that matter. Correct. Although. You know, we we were, we were having this debate before. Did we have it on air yeah. about about Russell Wilson? Yeah, we who, did. who was that? Who I think was, uh, it was uh, Debra, uh, Deborah? Oh yeah, Riley she, Draper. Right, right. Deborah Riley Draper and her doing the the, the movie, the the the, the, uh, the 1936 Olympics. The, yeah. the other the other black athletes. She was really pushed, but you know, we should have her back on the show. Right. Yeah. We'll grill her again. The the point about this, the protest. I was. Um, speaking with Jonathan Rogers. Jonathan Rogers, is CEO of Aereo and founder of Aereo Capital. Uh, based in Chicago, um, a tremendous financial, you know, um, assets firm, and the, but we were we were speaking uh, last week, and he was saying, okay, the, the, obviously everybody there uh, was down with um, the protest. Um, this was at the Black Corporate Directors uh, Convention conference, but he was saying, okay, now, but the next level, and I thought this was really brilliant, that okay, all these guy, all these athletes. Most of them are are, are affiliated with uh, companies, right. uh, Under Armour, um, Adidas, Nike. Right. You know how many of those pe- those firms have uh, black board members, and how many of those firms do business with black vendors? Now, when you start bringing that up, now all of a sudden the company because they'll say, "Well, we'll give you shoes, we'll give you shoes and apparel for your, you know, for your little." program you stuff but you turn you turn and you look inward you say whoa, whoa wait a minute how many black black board members do we have at adidas or under armor uh how, what kind of business do we do with black vendors and you'll find there's virtually virtually none and virtually no business that now has to go from from i think from you know from the kaepernick stage of visible protest now looking at your company and all the people not only that who who are major sponsors Bose, uh, Chevrolet, whatever. Let's look at everybody we do business with, you know, who are sponsors, and how many black folks do you have on your board, and how much business do you do with black vendors? That is critically important. 
Right. It's it's and it goes to the money. I mean, that's what really um, will force change in a hurry. I mean, you look at even with the NCAA, you know, other causes. Uh, with the with the NCAA just pulled out um, all all postseason games from from the state of North Carolina. We know right. the NBA took the All Star game out of North Carolina because right. of because of the the bathroom law. That's right. Right. So they go straight for the money. That's right. And that law is going to change pretty soon. I it, guarantee you. Because in any sense of struggle, what you listen to is something. Ouch. Right. Ouch. Right. You hit, you hit them where it hurts. And, and it just seems like other movements and other people know, you know, are, are better at that. Or they may, obviously, they have more support. It's, that's basically what it comes down to. They have more support from the higher ups. You know, the NBA. What, like, okay, so Kaepernick has this problem. I don't see the powers that be with the NFL rallying around him and no. we're not going to play this game until something no. is done with the police. Right. I don't see that. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and so, so the players have to take it in their own hands. See, and, and I think that what, what uh, maybe the powers would be are saying, well, here we got these leagues with 60% black guys, 70%. And I think they kind of took it for granted that we're paying them and we're giving that we're giving them enough hush money. Right. That, that, you know, and, and, and for a long time it worked. Because the model was Michael Jordan, the, the it was sort of the Jordan model, that listen, you know, Republicans buy speed stickers too. Um, somebody said, yeah, you know, Republicans watch ESPN too. Oh yeah, you know, but when you got these people, say, wait a minute, man, you know, that could be me out there. I I could be Rodney King, I could be Michael Brown, I could or my son or my daughter, you know, that could be that could be my kids, that could be us. Right. And and given the state of the the, the uh, of the country, it could be you. So they're saying, you know, we better be part of this. We better be part of this struggle, because because we are part of the struggle. We better acknowledge, we better acknowledge that we're part of the struggle. And the struggle is not defined by how much money you make. Right. That that you know, and whatever, however much money you make, who's ever paying you is making twenty times as much. Right. I mean, think about that. Right. You know. So. Right. And you have to you have to band together. We talked about this before. It's you know a bunch of individuals, but but more will happen, and really only. The change is only going to happen if it's if it's a collective movement right. where these where these guys decide right. to do something that shuts down basically shuts down the money and and the game. So so if if a whole bunch of people decided not to play on a even one game on a Sunday, that's a whole lot of money. And didn't didn't Bill Russell do, you know try try to pull that off? You know in in, in his you know before an All Star game said we weren't going to play. Yeah, they, I think it may have been Bill Russell, maybe an Oscar Robertson. They, they was when they were talking about, and this is when Oscar was. Um, they they were talking. Yeah, they were talking about. Um, yeah, it was Oscar. Mm-hmm. It was Oscar. He was a. Uh, they they were saying they were they were having an issue, and they started saying, you know, we may not play. Right. And and this was like nineteen. It may have been I don't know nineteen sixty eight or nine or so, somewhere around there, and the owners were you know kind of stunned because they wait a minute well and there's some owners well just. Hang them all, or something like that. They said you can't hang them, <laughs> you, you idiot. If you hang them all, there's no game. Right. That's the whole point. Right. You know. And they right. said, oh well, maybe you know. Sometimes the owners, you make that always the sharpest. You know, they're not always the sharpest blades. In the, in right. The, Just because you make a lot of money doesn't automatically make you a genius. Yeah, it makes even you, close. It makes you ask Trump. Well, yeah, ask Trump. Yeah, it makes you able to hire smart people. Right. And maybe not even then. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you get a million dollar loan, I don't want to go into it. <laughs> well, we, no, we, no, we cannot get that guy. Yeah, no. now, although I think that, um, you know, there's a big storm cloud coming that, that a lot of black folks, a lot of folks, man, a lot of folks of color, when we say of color, you know, we really have to really seriously think. In fact, I was thinking, A, and I just want to stay, be clear about this. Um, 
is that you got to if you're with if you're a, an athlete and your company is Under Armour, but you're Steph Curry, right? Steph, ask him how many black folks are on that board of Under Armour and how much business do they do with black vendors? Not vendors of color, black vendors. Right. How many black feet? Not people of color. You ask Adidas, Under Armour, uh, Nike, um, whoever, Reebok, whoever I'm forgetting, every single apparel company. You ask them, uh, and then, again, go down the list of the vendors. Who does business with the, with the NFL? Bose, whoever. And you go right down the list. Do you have any black board members? What business do you do with black folks? And now you talk about a movement. Now, all of a sudden, this movement is goes beyond, you know, kneeling down or putting your fist in the air, which is good. But now we, we keep going. Now we're going in the boardroom. You know, now we're going into, you know, where, where are you spending your money? I mean, it's, don't just give me apparel for my, you know, for the Boys and Girls Club. Right. You know, that I can do that. Who do you have? Who do you have on your board? Positions of power. And then if they do have black folks, are you, what are you doing? Are you putting pressure on them to do business with black folks? I mean, you know, we really, it's, it's kind of this thing about black folks putting pressure on people who should have our interest at heart. You know, could be me sitting down, you know, uh, with a, you know, the sports editor or the executive. I say, listen, there are no black folks. We right. don't have any black reporters in sports. Or, or we don't have, wherever you are, if you're a partner at a law firm right. or whatever, you know, say, where are the black folks? And, and, and you're right. They say, well, man, if I do that, you know. Well, that's why they call it sacrifice. <laughs> right. That's why they call it struggle. <laughs> right, and that's why it, it takes a group effort because, you, you know, one person sticking his neck out, uh, you know, you could get it chopped off. Right. And, and, we've, and we've seen that with, with some guys like uh, Brandon Marshall, the linebacker from, from Denver. Uh, he's, had, he's, he's been taking a knee since, since the first game of the season, and he got two, in, two of his endorsements uh, you know, in you know, two companies left him, and he, that he was endorsing. So it's almost like they, you know, they, they want to put this chilling effect on people, right. so everybody else sees what's going on here. And you know, he's a he's a solid player, um, but I don't, you know, it's almost like the guys who who could afford to do it more are the bigger stars, and they they seem to be the ones that are more scared to do it. Right. Because if it's Cam Newton, I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to single out Cam Newton. It's a personal decision, um, but I'm just for example, Cam Newton. If he were to do that. I don't think uh, they're they're they, gonna, they, they still want do? they still want your endorsement right because you're Cam Newton exactly exactly and 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 it get, you know, I think we talked about this before that money is supposed to empower you but sometimes and these it seems like it makes you weak because you don't want to lose it right you know but money she said man if you're Cam or if you're Russell Wilson right. if you're I mean what what are they gonna do right you know what and if, and if there's a group of you what are they gonna do yeah especially if there's a group of you they can't. Because yeah. you you are the league, right. period. Right. We want the fans. Everybody wants to see the best players. We know who they are, uh, and if, it, if you're not involved, it's not the game anymore. It's almost like the Major League Baseball during the, when there were the Negro Leagues. Like you weren't right. really seeing the best baseball, right. and eventually that caved in because people want to see the best. Right, and you know it's going to be interesting when we go into the N NBA season. That's going to be really interesting. Right, to it's, find out. And, and and speaking of that, I saw I saw a report. Uh, Victor Oladipo uh, saying that he expected to be there be plenty of players not standing for the national anthem in the NBA. See, that'd be interesting. Cause I think in the NBA, I it's a rule. It's a rule. Right. So now, boy, you're talking about the shit flying now. Right. It's okay. So what are we gonna do? What are you gonna tell the teams? What are we gonna do? We're gonna like just 
like fine everybody we're gonna like not play what, what i mean and, and, you, and you the know. nba is a different beast because it's looked at as a more liberal uh outfit uh we don't about liberals right <laughs> sometimes that could be your worst enemy is the one that you let in your living room you know so we'll see we'll see what happens there but but the player the, the players association is is definitely for real when it comes to when it comes to uh, Michelle Roberts and and we we've spoken to her personally. We know how she feels about certain things. She's even spoke out about about this issue, mm-hmm. a couple of places. So they're not going to back down. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when when the NBA season comes. And and, and again though, uh, in fact, I, I spoke to Michelle last week at this same event about these kinds of things, um, about a number of things. And and her her question was good. Well, it could be the lack of uh, black board members, the lack of black reporters, or whatever. And then they say, okay, and if you don't change, we are going to do what? And I think that's the issue. And if it doesn't happen, we are going to do what? And I think that's, you got to kind of come up with that. Uh, We're going to do what? Um, You know, before we go, there's, and and this kind of leads into, uh, what we're talking about is is historic struggle. And uh, next week in Washington, D.C., there's going to be a monumental opening, the um, National Museum of African American History and Culture is going to be opening in Washington, D.C. It's, it's just a major, major, major uh, thing. Lonnie Bunch, uh, she get a lot of, uh, a lot of people should get a lot of praise, but Lonnie Bunch is going to be the director of the museum. Uh, she get a lot of praise. And I'm honored and fortunate if there's a book that is going to accompany the opening. Uh, the book is called The um, Dream a World Anew. And I wrote, you know, one of the essays. They had, they've got different aspects of it. I wrote the sports essay of it and um i knew you know you know i i want to be part of it. i want to get an invitation but <laughs> long after the opening is done the book is going to be there and it was really great to have a uh, have an essay uh in there and, and but it's all about it's all about struggle if you if you every place everything that black folks do in this country i mean you talk about that's what arthur ashes think a hard road to glory I mean, it is, I mean, every inch, man, it's, it's not been an inch. It's not been, you know, it, it, right. <laughs> you talk about a struggle, man, you know. And, and, and again, and I talk to all, you know, our brothers and sisters who are, you know, come from different parts of the country. And they say, well, you know, my dad was an immigrant here. Yeah, well, this is a country of immigrants. Black folks are the only people who came here against their will. Right. I mean, you know, which is just a reality and doesn't make a bit, but. You know, it's been a struggle, man. You know, and and so the, the, so the museum is opening, and it's so great that it's opening at this time when you do have this this struggle, because you know that's our feel our feel good moment is struggle. Right, right. <laughs> we feel you gotta embrace it. You have no yeah, choice. Yeah, when we're struggling, we feel good. Right, right, and I'll yeah, I'll definitely check that out in D.C. You got to make a point to get down there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's gonna be the opening. I believe is the twenty fourth or something, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, man. Well, look, this has been great, Jamal Murphy, uh, Murph, 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 <laughs> Jay Murph. Yeah, Jay, Jay Murph. You know, uh, Murph, Murph and Roden. If you're trying to get numbers, I just do it like that. Like, uh, what's the, the ESPN in the morning show? Mike, Mike, and, Mike or Mike? Yeah, very. So you got. I guess you got to be very simple. Yeah, you know, that, Bill Rono Sports might be compl- too complicated for some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, listen, it's always a pleasure. Glad we could squeeze this one in. Yeah, no question. Yeah, uh, a lot going on. Week two coming up. We'll, like you said, we'll be at. Uh, Giant Stadium, Giant Saints next week. So uh, we'll be talking about that. Our next podcast will be will be more football. It's football season. That's what we do. And uh, follow Bill at at WCR 
WC Roden on Twitter. Follow me at Blackatologist. Follow the show at Bros Pod. Um, listen to the show, rate the show on iTunes and SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Um, we got momentum. We got more listeners every day. Oh, thank you, JJ Reddick. Thank you, JJ Reddick. Oh, yeah, check that. Check that podcast out. JJ Reddick had Bill on and had a great conversation about a whole bunch of things. Definitely, definitely a must listen. So um, we will see you next week. Uh, for the for the next version of Bill Ronald Sports, we'll probably have a guest. We should be lucky on the car. Go, in fact, that's why Jamal signed up. I got to go and get this car. <laughs> yeah, go go get a new car, man. So we so you make it to Giant Stadium. That's a, that's a big. It's, it's not you know it's kind of far. You know, so it's in Jersey. So we got we got to figure out a way to get there with all the equipment and all that stuff. But we will see you next week on Bill Roden on Sports. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.